The universe is a strange place. And now I've just earned a degree in philosophy. Which college should I make my name out to? I always thought that the world didn't make sense, mostly for the reasons that anyone with a brain thinks that the world is crazy. The economy, politics, blah blah blah. Of course, those don't make sense because they are made by people, and people are stupid. As a people, I can attest to that. But that's a boring level of crazy, a kind of crazy you expect, so mundane and universal that it ceases to hurt when it punches you in the gut. At least, yeah. You tell yourself that. And then there's other kinds of strangenesses. Is that a word? Is strangeness a noun? Well, it is now. So, yeah, but context. Context, context, context. Elsewise, I'm just a lunatic raving on about nothing. Context. So, I was down at the pawn shop by Edgar's. You probably don't know the place. The building is a tiny thing, barely larger than the house. It never gets good business, but I'd been there a lot and Jane was my friend. She trusted me so much that she'd even leave the counter to go fiddle around to the back when I was the only guy in the store. Did I take advantage of that naivete? Well, this is me we are talking about. So yes, once. I stole a nice gel pen, but that's, that's mostly irrelevant. Anyways, I was down there for no reason. No, really, I had no reason to be there. No real reason other than I was really, really trying to not do anything productive. I'd just gotten several gallons of paint that I meant to color the storage shed with. The kitchen faucet was leaky, I need to go through my receipts, wash the laundry, etc, etc, etc. But I just wasn't in the mood for any of that. I was tired stressed due to a multi-month-long argument we were having down at the plant. And my usual methods of stress reduction weren't going to work, because if I just sat down on the couch and allowed myself to die staring at the screen for a while, I was going to be in proximity to all those things I told myself I needed to do. So, I had to move. Go somewhere. Do something that was different. And I know, I know, I should have just tackled all those tasks I told myself I wanted to do. But I didn't want to do them. And as far as I was concerned, tomorrow was a certainty. So, you know, I didn't do them. Don't act like you haven't been there before. Alright, so that's established. I was in the pawn shop. Just me and Jane, and Jane was distracted playing some game on her phone. Was I searching for anything? No. Of course not. The stock... Oh, what am I doing? Am I gonna describe to you what a bog-standard pawn shop has, let alone one that you'll never go to because you don't know where I live and, God permitting, never will? It was a pawn shop. A very boring one at that. Jane greeted me as I came in through the door and then immediately went back to whatever she was doing on her phone. Some game, it looked like. I rummaged a little through the fixtures flanking the door, and then my eyes were inevitably drawn to the one new large item, a TV that was humming some sort of video in the corner. I know, I know, screen watching. I was in a room with a thousand precious objects, and my eyes were drawn immediately to that blue light. 
How stereotypically people-y of me. It seemed like it was playing a live video feed of the front of the pawn shop. Well, live was, of course, a stretch. My car was there. A couple of leaves danced with a plastic bag in the wind. An old lady drove by in a Lincoln Town car. All the extremely mundane things you would expect to see happening in front of a store with no business. I turned around to the counter to ask Jane why they were keeping the security camera monitor running just on the merchandise floor, but it looked like she had popped off to the bathroom. I'd been so engrossed in the nothing happening on the screen that I hadn't noticed that she'd left. With a small degree of difficulty, I turned around to look at the rest of the stuff on display. Again, like I said, nothing much had changed, except now a collection of about 30 coffee mugs hogged the top of the rightmost scanner top. They all depicted a cartoon duck, I think from Disney or something. They couldn't tell you their name. My gaze inevitably returned to the TV. Apparently, it was being fed video from multiple angles, because instead of a straight front view, I was now being given a sideways shock that ended up with a fence at Edgar's. It seemed a bit paranoid in my opinion to have more than just one. There was only one time the shop was ever broken into do and the guy only ever took a fake gold ring anyways. There was only one time the shop was ever broken into, and the guy only ever took one fake gold ring anyways. Jane was still not back from the bathroom. The TV was intriguing more than anything. Had something snapped in Bryce's mind where he thought this was necessary. Then there was the third angle, projected from somewhere near the fence with Edgar's out into the residential street. A few houses down, a dog was peeing on a lamp post. Three cameras, for a store that had been stolen from once. Okay, twice. But no camera could have stopped me from taking that pen. And then a fourth angle, from across the street. Across the street. That went somewhere from paranoia to real madness, now didn't it? That couldn't be legal unless the owner got permission from the house across the street, right? There was some law against that, right? Right? And four cameras? All to watch the same nothing? Four. You would think that if the shop was going to have other cameras, they'd watch things like the sides, the back, you know. Not all the front. I had some serious questions. I met the owner of the place only once, and he was one of those guys who ran things only in the vaguest sense of the word, where he raked in modest profits by showing up every month or so to gripe about how things were being run. I didn't like him. He came off as conceited and lazy, about as stereotypically as a guy like him could. But I didn't take him to be a madman. And Jane? Jane didn't care enough to put up all this security. The other guy who worked there, whose name I always forgot, didn't strike me like the type either. All of it just didn't make any sense. I looked down the hallway. Light was still on in the bathroom. Then, back at the tape. There was a man standing against the side of the wall. No, not standing there normally. He was pressing himself against the wall as though trying to make himself as skinny as possible. Just there, to the right of the window. Chills ran down my spine because of course they did. 
Weird things are especially dangerous when people are involved. What reason could the guy possibly have to be squeezing himself flat against the wall? Did he mean to charge him with a gun, or... He was just on the other side of the wall from me. I figured that if I just brought myself to the window and looked out from the side, he wasn't there. Nothing was there. Nobody. There was nobody on the other side of the building either. He was still there in the film. It must have been from the past. But even still, if it was, my car was being shown on the screen. I was parked in the exact same place, exact same way as I had in real life. But the guy obviously wasn't there. He was a full, bulky dude on tape, not some waffly, wispy image like a ghost or something. But when I looked out the windows, no. There was no man outside. Strange. Concerning. He didn't do anything. And that made it almost worse. He barely even moved, all the motion in his body being ambient stuff like breathing, just there. A big guy, standing in front of my car, pressed against the wall, and he wasn't actually there. Unless this was recording, but then that made it better. A little. Not that much, though. Not that much. I peered behind the door that led to the employees-only area, and sure enough, the light was still on in the bathroom. It seemed like Jane was using my presence as an excuse to take an extended break. I didn't blame her. I would have done the same, probably. But I just had so many questions. I walked back to view the tape. It was the angle coming in from the right this time. There were... Three men. Three all doing the exact same thing, huddling against the side of the building, their eyes peeled on my car. Three guys. But I was no idiot. I figured there was a trend building here. I looked out the windows again. Nobody. No guys. Nobody trying to meld with the wall. It was a recording of the past, obviously. But still, three guys, just... just... By the time my eyes had come back from the window to the television, it seemed like the entire wall was composed of blank-eyed men. It was hard to tell their exact number since they were all adamant and demanding that the wall absorb them, but there must have been at least twenty, all huddling right there, against the wall, staring without emotion at my car. I knew what I would see if I looked out the window, so I kept my eyes on the tape. They didn't move. None of them. The amount of poise and willpower that must have been required to keep them in those positions was enormous. I could never see myself doing it, even if I had been stricken by a particular virulent madness. What was the point? What was going on? And why was Jane still in the bathroom? Curiosity and worry got the better of me, and once again I checked out the window. Nobody. A striped cat was licking itself in the driveway. My eyes returned to the tape. The men were now on the roof. A dozen of them, making it over thirty total. Staring. I looked out the window. Nothing. Back to the tape. 
There was no longer any space for the proliferating man-things to attach to the shop, so a couple of them stood silently out in the parking lot. Out the window, the cat had moved from licking its front paws to its side. Back to the tape. More of the same glassy-eyed men. One of them was standing directly by the driver's side door. Out the window. The cat was now lounging on the hood of my car. Back to the tape. The man-thing that was staring at the door was opening it. My car. He was opening the door on my car. Not lock-picking it, just... Just opening it. I ran outside this time. The car door was closed. The cat gave me a disgusted look as I startled it from its nap. Back inside. The recording. The man started backing out of the parking lot. In my car. The legion of bizarre wall-huggers closed their eyes. I looked outside. The car was there. Not moving. Back to the tape. The car was still exiting the driveway. Just as it made it onto the street, another car pulled in. Exactly the same. Even the license plate. It parked in the exact same spot. Out popped one of those men. His eyes were closed. All of their eyes were closed. The camera flickered back to the view from the front of the store. It showed my car, the cat lounging on it, and nothing else. No bizarre men, no duplicate car, no anything. What possible explanation could exist for something like this? When had it been filmed? How could they have gotten an exact replica of my car? How could there be so many men out there outside the store without me knowing about it? What was going on? I thought about it. There was one time, and only one time, that I had used the bathroom in this place. There had been a reason for that. Not the fact that it was employees only, of course, just the fact that it reeked to high hell. I'd only been in there for a few minutes, but it was isolated enough from the shop that I could have not heard my engine sputtering to life without my will. In fact, I remember that on that exact same day, I'd looked around my car only to find that the gel pen I'd stolen from the shop had gone missing. It had puzzled me then because, well, it was a nice pen, and I never kept it anywhere but the glove compartment. Never. And it was gone. The craziest of ideas struck my mind. Had they taken my car specifically to steal away the gel pen? I mean, someone had to have taken my car, right? Or maybe they were filming something for a horror film here. But then how could they have access to my car? And it was my car. I remember the license plate by heart. And then an even crazier idea fell into my head. Jane was still in the bathroom. Still. It had been 15 minutes or something. But there was no indication that she noticed if I, say, took one of those duck mugs with me. They were tacky and gross. Nobody in the right mind would ever miss them. I picked up one of the brighter ones and walked over to the door. The door opened. Ed opened. I did not open it. In walked one of those men. His eyes were closed. 
but they opened as soon as I was within a couple of feet of him. I... I don't know what struck me. My skeleton was about ready to leap from my skin. He was a man, yes, but there was something, something wrong about him. The way he held himself, and the fact that I remembered his face from the tape. Same clothes, same length of facial hair, everything the same. Yes, that was something. And I had just been about to walk out of the store with a souvenir mug that I hadn't paid for. I put the mug back on the shelf and greeted him. He said nothing. He closed his eyes and walked into the back of the store. I followed him. What? You think I would run away the second I saw this monster? Too worried about my old life to not bear in mind that Jane was there too and that this man, this thing, was there, right beside her? He turned to the right at the end of the little hallway, the accounting room. I followed him in. Gone. No evidence he had been there at all. Not like I really would have been able to tell, considering as well, I don't really go in that room either. But there were no fingerprints in the doorknob, and he had to twist it to open the door. He hadn't been wearing gloves. It was at that point that Jane finally decided to exit the restroom. August, what are you doing in there? I swear, I leave you alone for a little bit, and you think that you can... Jane, there's a man in here. She gave me a snarky smirk. I'm looking at one. No, not me. Another guy. A weird robot monster guy. Have you seen the security tapes? Jane's smirk faded a little bit. Security tapes? What on earth are you talking about? The security tapes? On the TV? The only TV in the store? Her smirk had faded away. Now she just looked at me in concern. That TV's never been on. But what I saw on that TV doesn't matter. A guy just walked back here and he disappeared. Come on, we you got to we both got to get out of here or something. And he went in that room? Yes, and then he vanished. <sighs> Look, August. What's with this crazy cover story? Cover story? No, there's a real or... I noticed on the desk. The gel pen. Yes, it could have just been one of the same type. Or I would have thought so, if not for the fact that I'd broken that little plastic hook on the end of it by fiddling with it. The pen on the desk had the exact same scar. You know, I said. I have no idea what you're talking about. Honestly, you're starting to scare me. Knock it off. She seemed honest. My hunch was wrong. Unless... I bolted into the room and picked up the pen. I looked around. No sign of them anywhere. Not the individual guy or the myriads. What are you even doing? I mean to steal this! I shouted to the abyss. August, stop being insane. No sign of them. I put the pen down on the desk. I think... I think it would be best if you leave. Yeah, I breathed. Yeah.
I caught a glimpse of the image on the TV before I had left. It was the side view, coming in from Edgar's. There was my car, the cat, and a hot summer day. I opened the door. I heard before I saw. Breathing. I almost brushed arms with one of them. Over thirty, here, there, everywhere, pressing themselves against the wall. It was at that point that I exceeded the speeding limit by at least forty miles an hour. And you better believe I was frantically looking over my shoulder the entire way home to make sure one of those things wasn't hovering over me in the back seat. Terrifying. Horrible. Strange. I had felt threatened. But was I? Was Jane? What were these things in human form? What magic conjured them? What madness made them breathe? I knew one thing, though. I was never going back to that pawn shop, nor was I going to shoplift again or go to sleep without checking the exterior of my house to make sure glassy-eyed things weren't pushing themselves up against the back of the walls. The world is strange. There's my honorary doctorate in philosophy.